0: Welcome to another Keel keelhaul podcast i'm your host captain logan and we've got a lot we've got a lot of news to cover today so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast ahoy there pirates i hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend i know i did but this episode is a pretty special episode not only is it the anniversary update for sea of thieves but i have a guest welcomed with me is super pack or chris johnson from the player one podcast Most affectionately, one of the best captains in the Kielhald podcast. How are you doing, Chris?
1: I am doing great. Thank you, Captain Logan, for having me over to the shores of the Kielhald podcast. A much friendlier uh, podcast for a talk about the Sea of Thieves than my own. And (laughs) it is great to be here. Thank you.
0: Thank you, thank you. So you've been you've been on the Player One podcast for years and been talking with the guys over there Greg and Phil forever. You've had some other guests come on and you've had me on a couple times, but indeed. For those of the people that haven't found your podcast yet, what what is kind of the the basis for your podcast?
1: Yeah, so myself and my two co-hosts, we used to work as video game journalists. Back in the day, uh, early 2000s. So if you read anything in Game Now magazine or Electronic Gaming Monthly magazine, you may have written or you may have read stuff that we wrote back then. Uh, and when, when podcasts became a thing, and we all sort of moved to different parts of the country, but different parts of the world, um, we thought, uh, what a great way to stay in touch. We well, could get on uh, a Skype call and talk about video games, and publish it out as a podcast, and maybe people will listen. And then uh, now we've done 645 episodes of the show over the last <laughs> 12 and a half years. So it's, it's been quite a while. <laughs> yeah. So
0: in, one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on is, one, because I, I desperately need your expertise in forming guest podcasts. One of the reasons why the show has been solo for so long is just because I haven't gotten around to working out just how to actually do a podcast with another person mm-hmm. so you're helping me out with that but also you love sea of thieves as much as i do and i've i've been on the episode a couple episodes with you and we always seem to get uh kind of we get timed on our, on our (laughs) chit chat, And if we go above 30 minutes, we, we get yelled at. So I, I wanted to, especially with the anniversary update, the more I thought about it, the more I realized like there's, I feel like you, you probably have a lot to say about the video and just all the content that's coming and just the, the overall, but I didn't feel like you were going to have a proper venue on your podcast <laughs> to get to, to get away with it with greg and phil so i wanted to offer you the opportunity to talk as long as you wanted uh about sea of thieves and kind of get it out of your system before you record your next episode
1: well thank you and thank you uh for for allowing me to do that this will be the first three hour long episode of keel <laughs> <laughs> we're going all night yeah uh, so and,
0: and you've been... So what got you into this? Because I remember when, when I started looking into it at the end of February after the NDA lifted and, and streamers could actually play it, I started messaging people on discords that I was a part of uh, in the Nintendo world. Mm-hmm. And nobody had any interest in it whatsoever. Nobody, you know, hardly anyone ever played their Xbox. In fact, it was mostly a Destiny machine. And I found you actually had like a whole like an actual channel in your discord set up just to talk about Sea of Thieves. That's true. And it was, it was pretty dead in there for a long time. So why, why did you kind of start that when you first jumped into, into the, the Sea of Thieves, uh, realm?
1: Well, um, you know, having a podcast for a long time, we have a good community set up and I thought, um, see Thieves seemed like a really good game to play in our community. So I thought I'd, and besides, I also needed a place to post, uh, videos and screenshots and whatnot. So I thought yeah. I would uh, make a channel in there and see if anyone else was interested in playing or talking about the game. And uh, yeah. kind of went from there. But I, I, I soon moved over to the Keelhauled podcast for all my CF Thieves chatter with other people because um, no one on the Player One Discord really wanted to uh, stick with the game. Um, which
0: was really it's so weird because it's like with as good of a community as you have over there mm -hmm. I was really surprised more people weren't interested in jumping in on it
1: yeah I think it's a I mean it's a unique game right because you have to be the kind of player that's interested in forging your own path that you have very sort of light goals but for some people, that's not enough. And we sort of saw that with the initial reviews of Sea of Thieves a year ago where people didn't feel like it was enough. And yeah. for me, like I enjoyed loading up the game and creating... You know having my own adventure each time and it was different every time and depending on who i played with uh it went differently every time so uh, but there are some people who aren't into that just like there are people who aren't interested in dark souls games or uh looter shooters or any of the other sort of genres that are in gaming so you kind of have to find a community that uh, that does want to talk about that stuff and um you know yeah be active there
0: yeah 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 i know uh i know your server or your, your discord server that channel in particular was a safe haven for me for <laughs> a very long time uh while while the beta was going on because there no one like i couldn't talk about it at work i couldn't talk about it in the nintendo discords that i was in Yeah, like, just. Nobody wanted to talk about this game, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm foaming at the mouth and enraged, just trying to figure out, like, okay, where can I chat with someone about this? Because holy crap, this game is amazing. Yeah, and no one seems to care about it.
1: <laughs> well, I don't know about how how uh, you feel about this, but so, you know, I worked at a video game publisher uh, for many years, and uh, suddenly I started talking about sea of thieves on my twitter account and because i was having so much fun with the game and posting a lot of screenshots and stories and things and uh i found that a lot of people had muted me just wholesale because they didn't want to hear about (laughs) it so i decided at a certain point to move uh my my twitter posting about sea of thieves over to another account siege of thieves uh c-e-e-j of thieves and uh so I, I found that was all actually a lot more freeing. I do a lot more posting there because I don't even have to think about it. It's like I'm gonna post this, the mm-hmm. screenshot that I took, and not even you know worry about who who wants yeah. to see it or not. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It, it
0: won't impact your your uh, your your employment it qualifications won't. or no anything like that. And that's and it's kind of funny because now you have this this separate persona that is just purely your pirate's life. Yeah. On Twitter now, you have this this log essentially that you've created that just keeps track. And every time you go out sailing and you have a good adventure, you always post really good photos and a nice little story about it. Yeah. And it's like it is it is essentially a really nice captain's log just for your pirate.
1: Yeah, I I find it fun to also go back and scroll through some of those adventures and read them. You know, months later. Just because, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I like taking screenshots a lot. I like taking video a lot. And, uh, you know, sharing that on Twitter and sharing that with other people. Hopefully they enjoy reading it. Or I read a lot of other sort of uh, stories from other Sea of Thieves players on Twitter. And I've met a lot of players actually just following the hashtag Sea of Thieves. Um, yeah. And have sailed with people I've met there. And uh, it's it's been great. It's a, it's a great little community and, uh, you know, very, very supportive of everybody. And it's, it's amazing that the game's been out for a year and, uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, just really happy about, uh, the game. Now, how did you find the game originally? Like what, uh, what turned you on to Sea of Thieves? So I I found this uh at the time I was
0: working uh pest control down in Irvine where I would I, I was happy to work down there because I had friends at Blizzard who I could go to lunch with and that was like the perk. Mm. So one day I was uh light on stops and I didn't have much to do. So I went to one of the local like Dunkin' Donuts and decided to just get a couple of coffee and some donuts and chill out for a bit waiting for my next appointment. And while I'm sitting there, I was, uh, I can't even remember why, but I pulled up Twitch on my phone and was just kind of browsing. And I noticed a ton of people were playing this game called Sea of Thieves. Mm -hmm. And I was like, huh, that's weird. I wonder what this is. And I watched it and I started watching streamers just like running around in this beautiful water on this ship, firing cannons and digging up treasure. And I was like, wait, (laughs) this, this looks this looks really good. Like, I need to find out more about this. So I messaged a buddy of mine uh, and and asked if he had heard about it. And he's like, yeah, I've been following it and I want to check it out. I'm like, cool, I'm going to pre-order this so I can get access. And that night I went home, went on either Best Buy or Amazon, whatever it took, and I got a code and I started playing the beta and it was just enthralling. It was amazing to get out there and see it and stuff. And it was Mm. just out of whim. And then after that, it was like, all right, I need to get caught up on this game cuz I I literally know nothing about this game and then after going back and digging through all of the YouTube videos, binge listening to their entire, you know, 3 years worth of of podcasts, like checking out all the the articles that they put up on their website that I was like, okay, I feel like I'm saturated in this <laughs> enough that I'm I'm okay going on with with my daily routine and not being completely just deprived of playing it when i can't play it because uh that first beta was was amazing i think i pulled in at least 20 hours in that first weekend where they extended it
1: yeah i i I even played the beta so much that it turned up on my xbox live stats for last year that i'd played 30 (laughs) hours of uh, the CFU's beta and yeah that was only between January and March. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. also they wiped I, progress every weekend. So uh, oh, no. starting over yeah. each time and I still played it that much, which is crazy. Yeah.
0: So in and, and we've been so we've been playing for over a year now mm-hmm. actually and it's it's been amazing. And we just got the the anniversary update video on the, the 20th along with a new update. And after after they opened up the insider, a lot of it seems like stuff um, that we can kind of anticipate. They've been talking about stuff for a while. Like we knew that they were going to be bringing in cooking. We knew that they were going to bring in like harpoons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you feel when you saw this update? Because I was I was elated when I saw it.
1: Yeah, when I saw the trailer, it's just like oh my gosh. There's going to be so much more to do in this game, and uh, you know, a year ago the reviews said there's you know there's no game has no content or whatever, and now you look at the update video and you're like, oh my gosh, like how am I going to do all this stuff? Like already uh, there's a lot. I I usually spend a lot of time on the ship, you know, adjusting sails and being a lookout Mm -hmm. and things, and now I'm going to be cooking food or fishing and <laughs> you just look at the amount of content that's uh it's in that anniversary video and yeah it's 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 like getting a sequel <laughs> a yeah. year away yeah. out from uh, when we got the original one so it's fantastic i just uh love the amount of content uh that they're putting in and think it's gonna breathe new life into the game
0: so i was thinking about it uh yesterday after i was because i've been watching the video over and over again trying to trying to piece together what's going on and all the stuff that's that's in there and, and what's new and what's what's just slightly different but when I watched this video, I realized, like, uh, for one, it was kind of cool. It was it was actually twining, uh, trending on YouTube, which I was surprised compared to all the trailers that always come out and all the big popular YouTubers that Sea of Thieves, of all games, mm-hmm. is trending on uh, the the actual Twitter li- or uh, YouTube list. And the thing I was thinking about is, is this anniversary, as amazing as it is for everyone that watched it, that has been playing Sea of Thieves, if you were a new person that had never played this game, looking at that trailer very little actually tells you what is new until the very end like the end says there's new ways to play and it shows the the harpoon the fishing and another thing and it's like outside of that like there's so much other stuff that was shown in the first part of the trailer the first like you know 45 seconds that they don't really tell you like okay fishing's new cooking's new uh you know the the uh, the books on the ships the sea dog uh livery stuff like that mm. all that stuff is not actually shown as technically like an addition to the game so right how would a new person go about actually discerning like okay well, what's exciting about this anniversary update the game looks good but i don't know why it's why it's a big deal
1: yeah i think I I think new players. I can't imagine being a new player now. Like there's so much stuff already, uh, even with Shrouded Spoils that kind of came in and uh, uprooted the game for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But as a begin, as a complete beginner, like I can't even I can't even fathom like coming into the game now and having to think about all the the game has. You think about <laughs> it's kind oh, of yeah. a- amazing in that way. But yeah, uh, I I'd be curious. to <laughs> To hear what uh, newcomers think of, even newcomers that just started recently, what they think of this update video, I, I, I yeah. can imagine it's sort of an overload.
0: Yeah, and, and everything, and as something that, that we've learned in the game, is everything in this game is trying to kill you, and yeah. the <laughs> when I see an update trailer, part of me is excited to see what's coming to the game, but part of me is like, oh great, more stuff is coming to kill me again. Right. So... <laughs> um, one thing that was absent about this uh, video was pets. Mm. And this this is something that, that has been, you know, we knew about pets back in May of last year. We knew that they, that they had plans to do that with the captaincy update. That all got scrapped and pushed to the wayside until a different time. We were anticipating pets coming with this mega update, and it doesn't look like they're ready yet. And I'm just, I'm kind of wondering at this point, you know, what's going on with the pets that they're not ready? Are they adding more, are they tweaking what they've got? Is it not working? And also how long can, can how long do you think as a, as a company Sea of Thieves can continue going uh, without having any way to monetize this game? Like are mm-hmm. the sales, do you think good enough and Game Pass good enough? for now that they continue to push out free content
1: yeah i think uh you know sea of thieves i think is probably the biggest uh of the sort of service games that microsoft probably has to push game pass but um uh i mean rare and microsoft would know for sure right how many people su- subscribes to game pass and how many are are playing sea of thieves on it and yeah i you know i feel probably very similar to you where i will you know i want to support the game any way that i can and uh microtransactions like almost any anything that they would introduce i would uh i'd be ready to to buy because i want to support the game and continue yeah. development on it and uh i mean i guess it's lucky that it's a first party game where it can play into the overall platform strategy they don't necessarily have to worry mm-hmm. about the game um making its money back uh in other ways but uh yeah I, I would really like I would throw my actual money at cosmetics. Like if they want to do some sort of premium versions of any cosmetics, I'd be down for that. if So, you know, pets as a yeah. way to monetize, I was I was ready to to purchase. If Joe says he doesn't think that it's uh, up to the standard that the team set, you know, I'm, I'm ready to wait. But I'm ready with my money here to throw it at them whenever they want to yeah. put it out.
0: Yeah, I'm 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 excited. I think pets are good. I've always and I'm still kind of wondering. Excuse me. I know the we've talked about cosmetics as a purchasable like with real real currency, uh, or I guess not real currency, but actual like you know hand in pocket kind of currency uh, for a while. And you know I've I've thought it's been a great idea for pets, and I've been wondering what's coming after pets. And do do you think would you rather have like really elaborate cosmetics that are just wild and out there that totally change how your pirate looks or how your ship looks. Or would you would you be willing to pay for something that's more along the lines of adjusting, having the ability to adjust cosmetics like a like a tinting system, or you know, like paying someone to 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 change the dyes on colors and giving you more of like a like Anthem has a really elaborate system for being able to change the color and fabric and texture of all your javelins and stuff. Yeah, would, would you? rather pay for something like that or would you uh have like trust that they have preset costumes and cosmetics that are real currency because obviously some things will hit well with some people and other things will hit well with other people you know not too many people really like the whaling barnacle set but some people just absolutely love that that set of cosmetics and if those were say microtransactions that didn't do so well would that have hurt the company's prospects on what they would have done
1: I mean, I take I I would prefer premium cosmetics uh, in in instead of dyes on existing stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I think we've already seen like crews that do the whole Ronald McDonald thing. Uh, yeah, and it would be cool if you could get cosmetics that turned your entire crew into skeletons, or that every if everybody bought a particular cosmetic, they could be you know ghost pirates or, or whatever. Yeah, it is like I want to see. Th- I kind of want to see that kind of thing <laughs> mm-hmm. in the game and dies alone wouldn't, uh, wouldn't achieve that. Uh, so I okay. think they have to do something different, but it's I think super every, fantastical everything. Yeah. I want definitely want to see some super fantastical stuff. I think that'd be awesome. And I think, uh, it'll be interesting to see how rare handles microtransactions with the whole idea of tools, not rules. And, uh, you know, no pay to win. I think, you know, that with with it, it it's gonna I'm 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 stuttering here.
0: <laughs> it's well do you think do you think they've kind of shoehorned themselves into limiting like what is going to be cosmetic now? Like literally we have weapons, equipment, clothing, and ships. Like that's it. Like we have no forts, no bases, no yeah. nothing that we can change our character styles with everything that we have cosmetics for or literally stuff that we use or wear and it feels like that's i mean you could do a lot with that but there's there's only so many clothes we're going to want to wear and everything is still technically in first person so the best stuff is usually the stuff you can see all the time
1: i don't know though i mean i think i think they could i think they could potentially let you customize a lot of things like uh cannonball trails smoke trails and uh uh you know like if you shoot yourself out of a cannon you may have a particular cosmetic that you get like a different color trail or something like that um mm-hmm. you, you could look at what a lot of free-to-play games do like realm royale lets you customize uh a lot of different aspects uh um, yeah and uh fortnite also just lets you cut you know really customize and if they did some of that stuff so you know some people I think would be down to pay other people wouldn't but uh they sort of have to find that balance I guess I honestly the whole captaincy thing and having a uh, having a base I never really knew how that was going to fit into a a game like Sea of Thieves so I'm fine if they uh if they don't do anything with that for now Kind
0: of building off of the idea of, of having a microtransaction for like a, a smoke trail for a cannon, um, how, how do you feel about microtransactions for things that increase reputation in gold? Like we had our wow. first weekend for the, for the Golden Glory would you be okay with uh with like boosts like a lot of a lot of companies go with like reputation or experience boosts uh as microtransactions would you be fine with that and see if they
1: i think that's pay to win i th- i'm not i'm not cool with that <laughs> and, okay. and not just because i worked all the way to get <laughs> level 50 and everything uh and, and somebody yeah. could come through with 100 bucks and immediately uh get it but uh yeah and boosts I'm not so sure if if uh, you know I've often thought like if Rare were to do a sort of Sea of Thieves season pass or like a battle pass type thing where you pay a certain amount and then you get cosmetics based on your progression through uh whatever Mm -hmm. I mean that's sort of like what's happened with the mercenary missions and build rats where I be sure to get all of (laughs) all of those missions done early so that I I can spend my doubloons on uh, the special cosmetics so they can have that stuff. Um, And, you know, Sea of Thieves is not a free-to-play game, but I would be okay with, (laughs) you know, if they're going to give me more cosmetics, I'm fine buying a battle pass or whatever they want to do. I don't think they want to do that, but... um, yeah,
0: I've, I haven't gotten any inkling from them that they're they have any interest in doing anything like a battle
1: pass. But that's still something that's on the table, though. I think um, too, if they did so. more cosmetics, I don't know how you feel about this, but they have you know a lot of stuff, and the pricing is it feels kind of high, especially when you're if you're a beginning player, it's like oh my god, forty nine thousand gold for a sale, mm-hmm. and then you after you play for a while. You realize that that's not really that much in the grand scheme of things. But um, I think if they had more stuff, and that's really all I want, I want more of everything. (laughs) Like, I just want them to churn out clothes and sales and hauls and uh, a little bit of everything. And then then maybe they could lower the price on some of that stuff and people would actually uh, buy into it more. Like, I've listened to a few podcasts, people who bounced out of the game because they didn't feel like they could buy hats or clothes uh right away after doing a couple low-level missions and it's like that that's kind of a barrier to entry so uh
0: yeah i so uh to to counter that because i i mean in my mind like i don't have a lot of gold and i and that's it's weird for me to to be as high level as i am and not have a whole lot of gold but uh when it like the feeling i had when i I was able to start buying some of the the clothing that i wanted was great and when i when i was able to finally buy like the the admiral hull and liveries like the people that i played with we tried to like work out like okay who's gonna buy the sails who's (laughs) gonna buy the figurehead who's gonna buy the hull because we could only ever afford one but we wanted to have our ship look amazing like when we sailed out and that was a that was that was an uh an, an like that was an experience that I don't think I I'll I'll get to have again because now I just have all of the sales and liveries myself Mm -hmm. and while I may not have a huge surplus surplus of gold um you know when the new stuff comes out it's it's going to be just oh well I've already got the gold I'll just drop it now and buy it and it and yeah it feels like it feels like there's some stuff that is is really really high and some stuff that's low compared to where I'm at now and i'm just thinking like i I feel like maybe we could do with another sale like uh, because the cosmetics used to be what seventy five thousand when they first came out
1: yes and then
0: they got they got bumped down uh around the time that curse sales uh came out when they were actually they actually announced that they were going to be lowering the prices and told people to save their gold when when that content came out and that was about six months ago it's about six months now and I, I honestly, I I could see them doing another drop in pricing to help out newer pri- pirates that are just jumping in. But yeah. at the same time, it's also a lot easier to get gold now. Like it's a That's lot true. Be-
1: unless you, well, it's a lot easier to get gold unless you don't have a. Uh, if you like, if you have a friend at the high level, it's easy to get gold. If you are starting out from the beginning, now. It's pretty hard mm-hmm. considering that you might get sunk real easily and lose <laughs> a lot of your gold progress. Like uh, true, true. But that was, but, I mean, that was
0: kind of the the pain of, of I mean that we went through that as well. True. Like, I mean, true. I I hardly ever get sunk anymore, and I hardly <laughs> ever lose treasure. But I do remember losing a lot of treasure and being really frustrated about it a long time ago.
1: Yeah, feels bad, man. Feels bad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Um, back to the, back to the video, uh, with the, the update video. So we, and on the website, you can actually find this on, and I'll have the links in the show notes for it. Um, but in the website, it talks about Merrick coming back and there being a brand new trading company called the Hunter's call. And this is going to revolve around fishing and cooking and being able to, Get some of that gold and get some of that cosmetics and rewards uh, from Merrick. So, personally, I I think it's awesome that they're that they're doing something with the cooking and fishing, uh, with Merrick and bringing Merrick back because it kind of it makes sense with Merrick being the one that was you know hunted down by the the hungering one and in, in the the in the hungering deep and. To have him come back is is really cool to see, but I mean, this is going to be a new route for for pirates to hit Pirate Legend.
1: That's true, and for people who are already Pirate Legend to advance a new faction. Yeah, that's kind of how Which I look kinda... at it. I you know I don't know about you, but uh, some of the commendations now that I'm Pirate Legend, I don't really worry too much about. But give me another faction to level up. I'm going to be all about it. <laughs> I'm going to be doing yeah. a whole lot of fishing or <laughs> whatever, yeah. whatever I need to level that up. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, that was that was kind of the the thing i've been wanting uh, a prestige system in the game so that i could reset my levels but retain the cosmetics and uh like rewards that i've had but just to be able to to grind something again be able to to see numbers go up and care about reputation for for anything in the game would just make me feel better about like the time spent because now when i sail around i'm like okay well I could literally log out right now, lose all this gold and all this treasure, and it wouldn't do anything against me except I just would – I would be missing out on the gold. And yeah. as long as I have gold to buy cosmetics when I want to, I'm not too pressed for it. But I'm excited for this, and I wasn't before. Mm. Um, but after seeing the fishing and talking to Chris Marlowe, who's, who's one of the, the lead designers on uh, – engineers on, on the fishing aspect of it – like i just want this to feel like zelda 64 to me like i yeah. loved a time fishing i spent hours as a kid playing this uh playing that that fishing game trying to get the biggest fish and the way this looks it looks so interactive it looks like it's it's going to be a lot of fun to have to try and uh remember how to fish in a game because i haven't done it since since the 90s yeah and it it looks like I, I mean we don't know a whole lot about the cooking like we know that cooking's a thing but I imagine we're probably going to be cooking the the fish that we actually fish and it makes me you know it, it the one of the things that I thought was interesting in the in the website is it actually talks about hunting monsters mm. so like do you think we're going to be hunting the Meg for Merrick and bringing back its its guts. To, to, to I hope like so. cook, I hope cook so. for me <laughs> <Like, laughs> that I mean, kind of
1: stuff would be so cool
0: Dumb. and and to, to, to even build off of that like we were getting harpoons in the game how sick would it be if you killed a Meg you went out you cut it up and then you harpoon the head and you drag the head back to merrick to turn it in <laughs> or you cut off a, a tentacle from the kraken and you drag the wiggling tentacle back behind you with the harpoon uh, back to merrick to, <laughs> to get some some legendary reward i mean i feel like that would be amazing if they could do that
1: i like it i like it yeah i wonder if some of the meg stuff or the kraken stuff will be changed to being uh hunter's call um yeah action stuff that'll be that'll be interesting
0: yeah well i mean they the so the website says that you'll be you you'll be fishing from the shore you'll be uh fishing from the ship which i don't know about um, you I've, i i still don't understand the whole fishing from a from the ship thing because i mean in my mind i i understand that there's like deep sea fishing and stuff but looking at the fishing rod that we're getting this isn't like a giant fishing rod that you'd see in jaws this is just like a <laughs> like a rinky dink kind of uh, lake one uh so i I'm just kind of wondering, like, you know, how is that going to work? And then it says hunting animals. So I'm imagining, like, we're, we're going to be getting bacon in the game, I guess. Do you, That'd I don't be know. cool. Maybe I'm...
1: Yeah, bacon, chicken wings.
0: Chicken wings? <laughs> I don't know. Get some snake yeah. meat in there. I'll
1: tell you what, though, fishing um, off the ship, like, uh, we all run into this where you are sailing against the wind, Uh Oh, yeah. for like half the map and uh the- at those points you don't really need to do a whole lot of adjusting sales or anything like that so it'll be nice to have oh, yeah. uh, a little a little something to do during those times
0: yeah and this was this was this harkens back to what was it new york comic-con when they were teasing the rhymes with false nails <laughs> thing And they were uh, one of the questions at the like the little round table there was uh, wanting to have something more to do on the ships. Yeah. And they alluded to being able to do something more. A lot of people wanted like dice and games to play. And I think fishing might actually be like the better route to go because this is the thing that everyone seems to be talking about and joke jokes about how it's something that he's going to be watching the metrics on april 30th to make sure people are doing it (laughs) and uh you know if it if it turns into to uh international uh, uh, pirate fishing day i'm totally fine with that you know I, i don't mind fishing for the hour um but is that something that you see yourself doing a lot of
1: uh yeah i could see myself doing a fair bit of it i i think it'll be fun especially like if you're in an alliance and uh you you've done something in the game and everybody's kind of meets back at the outpost to go fishing together or (laughs) i think that could be super fun just another another way to interact uh, not only with your own crew but other crews that are uh that makes this game special you know, like, uh, mm-hmm. and another way to interact with players in the world is great, and uh, I think I think you'll see a lot of like social fishing. I think you'll find people finding yeah. interesting places to fish off of and uh, fish to, <laughs> fish together.
0: Oh man, just a, a bunch of guys like try One guy getting attacked by powder keg skeletons at a fort, and three guys sitting on the beach just fishing. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> it's gonna yeah. be like government work at the skeleton fort 101 hundred and would be interesting
1: yeah i mean we've all had those moments where uh another ship rolls up on us and we're waving doing the waving emote at them uh just imagine them pulling up and having all four players on a galleon you know fishing off yeah. the bow or something
0: <laughs> it's gonna be fun. yeah And one of the and one of the conversations that we've had a long time ago is is you've wanted like a, a neutral ship that could be something that just supplies people with stuff like whether it be planks or cannonballs, bananas, this this kind of could you could potentially I mean, it depends on how people are, but you could actually get this kind of where you're yeah. where you spend time fishing up a bunch of fish and cooking it and then you know like having it for people in exchange for treasure and being like hey you want a bunch of cooked fish i got a bunch of cooked fish yeah. i'll take some treasure donations if you want uh like do you, would you want like a flag in the game that kind of indicates that you're, you you want to be a neutral party or or even have like a flag in the game that um uh just indicates that that you want to sell goods
1: yeah i think that could be i think that could be really fun um one of my favorite things in the game to even just watch videos of are things like the frosty force right and Hmm. reverse pirating where you're giving treasure to other pirates and Mm -hmm. uh those have been some of the most interesting interactions in the game and uh yeah, I, I mentioned that I wanted to do some kind of like surplus or uh supply ship basically and uh, travel around the server giving supplies to people. Um, I think it'd be fun fun to have an official flag to do that with. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, it's, yeah. it's been a while since I've actually sailed up to people and said, hey, do you want all of our cannonballs? But uh, And sometimes that works mm-hmm. and sometimes people run away from you when you do that. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it's 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 definitely been a lot more interesting with uh, with with ships I know we've had some fun interactions with some crews mm-hmm. uh, that just chase and chase and chase and not a word is spoken and not a cannon is fired but yeah it's apparent that they're coming after you so oh, yeah.
1: um,
0: with the kind of moving into the to the video there was something that happened in the video that just kind of, really kind of took me back for a second and that was when we saw two pirates on a beach uh looking at a chest a chest that we've never seen before Mm -hmm. and one of them is holding up something that it it looks like it could be a key but it also looks like a like a dancer uh in like the little figure that you have on the music boxes and the chest just opens and something we've never seen before right yeah this this confuses Because we've always had to, and and based on the the Athena's Fortune book, all the chests in the world are intended to be built out of the chains that that held the old mother that are not intended to rust or break. And the keys to those chests are all held by the gold hoarders. And uh, those were stolen from Ramses. So all the treasure in the game has always been something that you have to take to the gold hoarders. They're the only ones that can get it. And this makes me start to wonder, like, are we getting something that isn't gold in these chests? Is this something that is going to be lore driven, like we're going to get a map out of there or could we get cosmetics? Like Mike in the past has has talked about finding just about anything in the chest of legends and come to find out the only thing in there was only ever uh, uh, gold. You know, we never got any kind of cosmetics or anything out of that. So I'm I'm wondering like what do you think these these chests could offer us like I've never seen a chest opened in the game so I have no idea.
1: Yeah, I haven't either, and it's, uh, it's I'm weird. I'm looking forward to <laughs> every aspect of this update in so many ways, but uh, having a chest open for the first time on in that trailer is like you know the mind yeah, reels it, with what could that be and what could that mean for other areas of the game. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that and that kind of ties into uh something else that i saw that i i have a little inkling of what they could be for based on the website but in the trailer we saw uh one pirate on the ship holding what looked like a giant ledger book and in my mind I'm thinking okay well that's got to be how we access our voyages like that's got to be how you you know if you get a message in a bottle you take that page out of the bottle you put it into the book and now your book has that if you want to cancel the that voyage you tear the page out of the book mm. and throw it away then you just have your regular voyages and that gives us cuz with the mercenaries uh with the mercenary quests we've been able to have more than 3 voyages And I don't know why we're restricted to just three. Um, And I'm wondering if this system, if these books are something that would be along those lines. Um, But at the same time, looking at the website, the website only shows that the uh, books are are tied to the um, Tall Tales thing. So I'm assuming that those are like the new quest system that they were talking about. I don't know. Right.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure
0: it's it's interesting to find out like what those could be uh, uh for and, and see if that's something cuz i would i don't know about you but i hate having uh like three three radials of of uh quest oh. <laughs> you know messages in a bottle <laughs> sitting there and there's yeah. no there's nothing tangible to be able to, to to throw a dagger down to cancel them they're just stuck yeah. there um yeah it would be great they're... to
1: have some way of canceling message in a like throwing it throwing it back or (laughs) like yeah, some way to say i don't want this
0: yeah you open the bottle you take a look nope i'm good just drop it on the ground yeah leave it yeah (laughs) so um moving on uh ship damage changes the website mentioned this and we saw this in the trailer Mm. they they hit three shots on the mast and the mast uh just collapsed which is insane uh what's the point of cursed cannonballs like where where are the cursed cannonballs <laughs> for when you
1: absolutely have to sink and uh distract the crew that you're firing on yeah
0: okay <laughs> we're, we're saving those those are the rarest of rare right. we're just hitting the ship with as many cannonballs as possible now <laughs> um it talked about taking damage on the capstan in the wheel as well mm-hmm. Uh which I'm assuming if if that's the case, it's it's uh taking the functionality of a rigging ball, the anchor ball, and the helm ball uh out of the game. Um, if you don't have those cursed cannonballs, fear not, you could at least take shots at the ship and take the take out their ability to steer or take out their ability to to use the anchor or drop their anchor. Yeah. And take out the ability to use their mast. Well, I don't know about Um, you, but
1: I'm not a terribly great shot, uh, when mm -hmm. trying to take people out who are using the cannons or, uh, the wheel and things like that. So I'll still enjoy using cursed cannonballs for some of those functions because I'm more likely to hit. Um, but it's very cool that they're adding additional damage for those areas. If, if you happen to be somebody who is good at hitting those areas.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I think it brings a lot, a, a lot more to the game as far as like, you know, I can just imagine if, if the ship can take damage like that, it feels like, um, things like mega kegs and, and powder kegs could be a lot more impactful if, yeah. if you're able to, if you're able to break a mast. And this was, this was something that I, I remember I talked a long time ago about with, uh, with Carides and, uh, Arcturus Mike when mike dropped in on one of their stream um we talked about the the idea of the mast breaking and having to use uh having to use like planks to actually like plank up around the the mast to actually try and like you like you couldn't just you know you you wouldn't just hit a button and it would reset the mast like you'd actually have to commit some resources to doing something like that Mm -hmm. and i imagine I can imagine if there, if you are breaking the mast, that logically it would make sense that you have to use some sort of resources to actually yeah. repair it because it wouldn't just be like, you know, hold down button for X amount of seconds to get ma- mast uh, upright again. Um, and, and that's it's going to be interesting. I feel like that's going to be a huge, huge dynamic when it comes to the arena and yeah. how that works out.
1: Yeah. I'm wondering, so you're sort of talking about it from one perspective and that is a crew firing on another ship and disabling them. And, uh, it's interesting to think about it from the other perspective. If you are the crew that's being, you know, your mast is being toppled or, or, uh, your capstan is taking damage or the wheel and how that affects, uh, where people repair. So, you know, normally if somebody is repairing, they're, down under, uh, fixing holes and whatnot. Uh, yeah. So if you think about a new player to Sea of Thieves, suddenly they have to worry about a lot more places uh, on the ship that can get damaged. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how that changes people who play primarily solo, which I know there are you know, a, a lot of people who do that, uh, and yeah. what this means for them because... You know, I, I occasionally play in a solo sloop and sail around by myself, but uh, thinking about how many different ways the ship can get damaged by other crews just kind of makes man. me anxious. And uh, maybe I'll just yeah. <laughs> join an open sloop instead. Like
0: <laughs> that's really oh man, you know I hadn't I hadn't even considered that. I'd been looking at it purely from from a, a, an attacking perspective. But yeah, uh, trying to trying to solo sloop. Is going to bring a lot more risk involved if if it can if it does the same thing as as uh as those three cursed cannonballs would. It, I mean, not all crews are going to have those cursed cannonballs, but as long as they have cannonballs, you're still at that high risk. And yeah, the the cannonball is one thing. I mean, you just have to wait for it to dissipate. But if you have to actively, if you have to actively repair like your capstan, uh, to 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 be able to get going again like that's that's going to be hugely detrimental to your ability to, to effectively solo um, yeah
1: <laughs> i would imagine wow. rare would have to tune uh various aspects of that to make sure that uh, a solo player could still do it or a duo crew could still do it um yeah yeah
0: quickly enough yeah because that's i mean when you have and and that's actually i didn't even think as far as like tacking and uh attacking a a galleon one of the biggest problems is um knowing that as soon as you start attacking them one person is going to be repairing the one or two holes in the bottom deck and not many you know they'll just keep sailing around and they'll they'll grab a bucket and go but if you're able to if you're able to knock out their their helm and force them to or or their their mast and force them to see that's the thing i don't know like is it will you still be able to have forward momentum in a galleon if uh your middle mast is is Mm, down uh or is it going to to act as like a a drag um or can you even knock down like all three like that would be (laughs) insane if you had if you if you could knock down all three of the masts
1: yeah
0: man so i'm I'm curious like you know if like you could draw people away from the bottom deck by forcing them to have to repair a uh, uh uh um the mast or like the the capstan and that would afford you a lot more time to get water in the bottom deck it would make uh it would make galleons a lot harder to manage if not everyone was on the ball yeah add that with uh people boarding and and killing people uh,
1: that would yeah. just yeah
0: that could be <laughs> yeah it's gonna there's gonna be a lot more to have to worry about now with yeah this.
1: Yeah, it's going to be extra interesting to just watch how, uh, PVP and ship combat evolve with this and, mm-hmm. uh, how people manage and what the strategy, uh, turns into.
0: I feel like a lot of people are going to move away from kegging underneath and uh, going to try and keg on top of ships now.
1: Yeah. Uh, and what kind of damage that, that,
0: uh, that would do. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It seems, it seems interesting um and in talking about pvp we got a lot more information about the arena uh with this video the videos were were kind of interesting you kind of had to pull a lot out but the thing that i wanted to talk about um especially has to do with the scene that has the two ships firing upon each other and then it has a bunch of crew members on this galleon that Uh, doesn't actually have masts except for the middle one which has the crow's nest and then a giant flare Mm. uh, up at the top and there's a bunch of ramps along the sides of this galleon and this thing this thing looks awesome like i i'm looking at that thing and i'm wondering why aren't those the sea posts like how come we got these little little pops of island (laughs) that have yeah. like one person on them why don't we have these magnificent galleons that are that have become like these impromptu places of of like to, to turn stuff in at yeah uh in in the regular game like why aren't the why aren't there little villages on these floating uh towns that are anchored in one spot sure and they've got a flare if they want it or at least a torch so you know what it is but dude i would love to have more vendors uh on ships like that in adventure that you know you sail up to and you got your harpoon and you anchor to the to the actual floating thing and as you guys coast along you hop on the ramp and you go up and you buy some stuff and you sell some stuff and you hop back down off the ramp and you get on your ship and then you detach the harpoon and you both go your separate ways like i want something like that in adventure you know the sea posts were nice because they added some some new elements into the world, but they're they're not as fully realized as what I was hoping. But mm-hmm. I mean, uh, what do you think about these about the the arena shot with the with the, the ships and everything that you kind of saw? Like as far as like, do you think this is going to be fun?
1: I'm looking at it now uh, at that frame that you mentioned, and yeah, I mean, I think I th- overall arena I think is going to be awesome like uh in the in adventure in the game up to now in the first year some of the great moments i've had playing have been when there have been multiple ships around battling and looking at this and seeing how yeah you can see all of the ships at once uh it's just going to be intense uh and i can't wait for that because uh that's you know one of the one of the Best feelings playing the game is uh, how improvisational ship-to-ship combat can be, and how mm-hmm. you know one person missing a shot and not landing on the deck or missing the ladder can completely turn the tide of battle. Like uh, yeah. you're gonna see, I think you're gonna see that happen a lot more in this, and people I think are gonna get better at aiming cannon shots because we'll have more practice, uh, yeah, able to do all of that stuff um and looking at arena and how you know this sort of uh whatever this stationary ship is like that they're adding new things like that just makes me super excited for it
0: <laughs> yeah yeah, me too. I, I think that one of the best things about combat in, in Sea of Thieves with multiple crews is when, uh, especially when you, when say if you're an arena and you're sailing around, if you see two ships at it and you see one of those ships, uh, their mast goes down, like that is, that instinctively just tells me like, okay, I need to go like finish that ship off uh, and try right. and take their loot and then take on that other ship because if they're crippled, then it's just like hunter versus prey you know you just instinctively think like that's an advantage i'm going to take this opportunity and you Mm try to to make something of that when normally you would have just been like nope those two are fighting i'm going to go turn in my stuff and i'm going to be just chill about it yeah and uh i think yeah i think i think uh i think arena is going to be a lot of fun i'm glad to see the comic book characters coming in uh, obviously, we saw DeMarco in the trailer for the arena back in November. But if you go out to the to the spire in the middle of the three seas, there is someone who uh, doesn't she doesn't look exactly like Lissetti, but it's enough like Lissetti for me to just think that that's got to be Lissetti. Uh, so she's an adventure right now, or I guess technically it's not adventure yet, but it will be when
1: the Arena comes as out as it is now
0: yeah yeah she's in the main game you can go out into the the uh into the giant spire in the middle and they're they're building what i'm assuming is going to be the sea dog tavern um they're the the npc there's pretty cagey about what's going on but i i didn't think they were putting the sea dog tavern in the main game did you
1: i forget which stream it was whether it was the XO O eighteen. 18th q a that uh they did or right after that yeah. but there was some stream where joe said that you'd be able to see the sea dog tavern in adventure mode so i always assumed i had no mm. idea where they would put it um yeah but uh i'm ha- i'm happy with where they placed it and i i find it so fun to you know the little touches that they've that they add to the world and you know they did this with uh cursed sales and with wanda and things uh that were changing in the game uh before the update mm-hmm. actually happened like i love the construction of whatever this is and <laughs> being able to like yeah. see that oh you know something's happening happening in the world it just makes everything feel so much more alive and i know you know other games do in game events uh fortnite has done like you know mm-hmm. something where uh something happens in the world that you just you have to be logged in to be able to see it or experience it or whatever. But that kind of thing is so cool. And I, I hope they do more of it going forward. I love this little construction scene they have going in. I know it probably took a lot of planning and artists to do it, even though it's it's only the time between now and whenever this update or uh, on, yeah. on the 30th. But I, I so appreciate the fact that they do this sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> it just gets it's, me so excited for it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah. And it, it changes how you think about the, the game. Like, it, you know, I remember when games updated, especially like World of Warcraft, things just changed, you know, the day that the patch went live. And yeah. it was like, all right, we, we knew it was coming. But once the patch came out, I was like, OK, things are different and now it's like you know we're getting a little update here we're getting a little update there you know uh uh, last update we had the uh the morning star uh wreck up here and we we got to go check that out this update we've got the arena construction and uh ramsay's uh pirate legend ship the magpie wing is out at n13 now that ship actually has Mm. a, a a title um which is, is huge, considering you know that ship has been unnamed forever, and now that it has uh, the Magpie's wing, it kind of counters some of the 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 lore that was in the Athena's Fortune, because supposedly that ship uh, sunk, I think, out in near the um, out near the Shroud. But part of me is also like, okay, well, the Shroud is a is a moving, living thing, basically, like it can come and go as it pleases so it's interesting with these little updates that we're getting that we're getting just little tidbits of lore and changes uh, even if it's just for a month the fact that you know like the the sea dog tavern is going to be in construction for the next month and then we'll have it live and that's going to be another that's going to be another reputation to grind like that's a whole separate way to get the pirate legend that isn't in adventure and uh, that's going to come with its own cosmetics. Uh, it's its own liveries, as we saw the Sea Dog symbol on the, uh, the liveries in that video. Uh, so I'm assuming we're going to be getting those somehow through the through rep, probably reputations for the Sea Dog guys. And uh, yeah, it's it's amazing. So are, are you planning on grinding up both the Hunter's Call and uh, Sea Dog reputation? Uh, Of course, when those when those come live, you're loving (laughs) that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's even better if you have a regular crew that you sail with uh, to have this sort of uh, mode where you can really show off your (laughs) teamwork. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, and I pray for anyone who uh, enters open crew in uh, the arena. (laughs) Oh man, that's
0: a thing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 gonna be interesting to watch how the how the player base uh, rolls with this. Because I mean, already you have in adventure, you have crews that that that's their thing. They just go around sinking people, right? And uh, yeah. are those people going to move entirely over to arena or like what what? Uh, Let's,
0: I think they would want to. I I think yeah. that the, the the people that are thriving for that that PvP experience are gonna love Arena, mm-hmm. and they're gonna they're gonna move to it quickly. And I think uh, I honestly don't know why they would want to have open crew in Arena. That just seems like a nightmare to me. Like it's I can't already even pretty, imagine. pretty rough.
1: <laughs> the last times I've joined an open crew galleon have just been like Twitch plays Pokemon. Uh, basically, like <laughs> it's just everybody doing their own thing and their own idea of what they want to do and marking the map, and it's just like it's yeah. it never quite works out. I think that's still one of uh, the weak areas of the game, if there is one after this uh, mega update, is finding finding crews, finding good crews, and just joining open mm-hmm. crews isn't enough. And looking for a group, I think, is good in some respects, but. Uh, not not quite enough maybe maybe. but we'll see
0: never never once have i ever looked at the at my xbox app and thought yes that is the place i want to go to find good viable pirate crew (laughs) right right uh, his um, i wonder though if they do
1: uh if they allow like uh you know talking about open crew and larger ships and uh, you know whether you'll be able to Do it on a sloop. Like I, I would love to do an arena game where it's me and five other solo sloopers. Like how that would go. (laughs) That would be really fun and also like super challenging (laughs) to to pull off. Like just thinking about that.
0: So yeah, it it would be great to see just how they they approach bringing different ships. And they've and they've said that that when arena comes, it's going to be pretty bare bones uh when it when it's released and that they'll probably iterate on it uh in parallel with adventure mode so while we may only have uh galleons to start with there may very well be like the the addition to brig soon and then uh sloops and then eventually a mix yeah i would imagine like i feel like they got to have a mix where people are just like nah (laughs) no i'm 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 better alone than i am with three other idiots on a on a galleon so just let me let me i'll tackle that galleon it's fine yeah (laughs) so um and we got a little bit of a little more look at the actual sea dog tavern i was happy to see it's it's got two floors there's a bunch of painting paintings uh pictures portraits on uh the walls there's a hot tub, as they said, they promised there'd be a hot tub, so yep. uh, it'll be nice to kind of hang out in there and just kind of uh, RP if you really want. It'll be it'll be like deep ran run tram in uh, mm-hmm. Ironforge to Stormwind for for the the old WoW players finding the weird people RPing down in the in the train system, um, and we saw that they it looks like every ending to a match is going to have kind of a ceremony to it where they've they've got the banners for the winners and the losers and it looks like each ship has a set color and their own kind of liveries and that those liveries uh represent their their team and whoever wins will have the longest banner and whoever loses will have the shortest banner uh and uh, and then i guess we just get golden rep based off of that like it didn't it didn't have I mean, we in the video it only shows three galleons, um, but I, I can't imagine that it would just be three ships. Hmm. I, I feel like it's at least four or five ships. So it makes me wonder, you know, if if we're seeing just the top three, or how does you know, like if there's a fourth ship, what what does the fourth ship get if <laughs> if, if we're only seeing like three <laughs> three banners here? <laughs> fourth ships just sol they get like nothing. Good, <laughs> They get, you get nothing, (laughs) nothing. Good
1: day. Yeah. Good day,
0: sir. (laughs) So it's, it'll be, oh man, I'm looking forward to the arena. Like, uh, me too. And
1: And especially watching streams of it too. Like uh, over the past year, I've watched a lot of Sea of Thieves streamers and always the PVP stuff is the most interesting stuff to watch and to have a mm -hmm. mode now where that's going to be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's 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 just gonna be great, all around. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think I think there's gonna be. I think when Arena opens up, uh, I think there's gonna be streamers that are just you know eight hours straight arena matches one after one (laughs) they're going to have their number of wins on there they're going to have the reputation they're going to be like getting all the cosmetics it's like we're Mm. just going to be out there murdering and winning and doing all this stuff and yeah that'll be great because i wonder how they do
1: matchmaking with that though like how are you going to make sure that crews uh match up against people who are challenging for others or is that even going to be a thing open like, crew? <laughs> like you said like uh we're expecting arena to be bare bones at launch like i i i hope we see fast iteration on it if there are things yeah. like that because no one wants to play and just get obliterated or uh you know oh yeah i'm people um, won't play yeah if they if they get
0: you know if they jump into an open crew and that's their first experience of arena and they just get smashed by uh ttv tags all day long (laughs) yeah they're they're not gonna (laughs) want they're not gonna want to play the game anymore exactly um i i don't know man ranking i've never been in a i've never played a game that has ranking that feels fair yeah uh me neither you always yeah you always play it and you always feel like you're above the tier you're in and that the matchmaking is wrong and you got placed poorly and they need to wipe the mmr and Sorry, I'm getting a lot of flashbacks from Heroes of the Storm,
1: but yeah, uh, actually, I don't know if you've ever played. So, multiplayer in Splatoon is interesting, where they do uh, like team power yeah. thing, and uh, or at least they do for Splatfest events. I don't know if this is uh, something they do off oftentimes for everything else. They, they do it for the ranked modes, I think. But yeah, they have mm-hmm. a kind of team power number, and that would be interesting if uh, if Rare is matching people up. Uh, by that. Otherwise, I think it's going to be for some crews, you're just going to get in there and obliterate the others. And it's not going to be it's not gonna be fun. You want to be matched yeah. with people who are of equal or better skill than you. And you don't want to get trampled either. Like, so yeah. for everybody, I just, uh, I hope they're thinking about that. I'm sure they are. They think about a lot of that stuff. So, yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah. Are, are you a fan of uh, visible MMRs and, and matchmaking rating, no. rankings, and stuff? You no, prefer I'm that not. all just to be invisible?
1: I prefer it to either be invisible or uh, for it to just be like, uh, obtuse number that nobody really pays attention to <laughs> like yeah i'd uh i'd rather not know <laughs> almost mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> i don't i don't want other people to know how good or bad i am and i don't want to know how good or bad they are
0: <laughs> gotcha yeah cuz that can that can actually you know that can change your perspective on the outlook on a game even if you yeah. you know someone gets a really high level and you jump in there with against them it's like i know looking at higher tier people and i'm like what are they doing in my league they're clearly <laughs> in the higher league why do i have to face off against them i'm going to lose already and yeah. it, it just ruins it just ruins the mindset so um do you think yeah, a competitive
1: I, mode like the arena calls for some kind of stat tracking uh, where I can see how well I've done or not done in uh, that. Uh, they don't really have a such a thing I, as like a kill death ratio in uh, in Sea of Thieves or like a number of ships sunk or things like that. But uh, with the competitive yeah. mode, I think your attitude towards playing sort of shifts. And I wonder if they would include something like that.
0: I feel like they need to do something cuz there's there's got to be a reason for you to want to get in there if you're not that good even if you're just getting like if they so say say I don't even know how the system really works behind it all but I mean if you're if you're not that good of a player and you you get in there and say you turn in like one chest or you you kill like five pirates uh which I guess you'd yeah, actually be kind of a good pirate killer at that point but mm. let's say let's say you manage to sink another ship like even if you don't win the match there has to be some sort of tally system that that lets you lets you get something for that because i mean if you if you don't get to turn in or if you don't place and you get nothing yeah like, that's just gonna feel terrible and mm. you know i i I feel like any time that you play a game, you should be rewarded for for doing you know something outside of just like enjoying the game in itself. That way, yeah. it feels like you're getting that that kind of dopamine hit of of getting a little bit of something. If maybe not if it's not the most, it's still something. So yeah. I feel like I, I feel like we got to have some sort of trackers in there. I wouldn't mind seeing number of ships sank or, or pirates killed and something like that
1: yeah you don't have to show my scores to the rest of my team and to, so that they can see how bad i was or whatever <laughs> i j- i would like to see for my own knowledge <laughs>
0: keep, keep it, pi- pe- keep people are just looking up your gamer tag and they're
1: like all right how many, how many pirates is <laughs> That's right. he's only killed three pirates <laughs> well, i don't want him yeah. on my team yeah
0: yeah that's that's one of the problems that i have with apex right now is is those banners that show your 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 personal character uh like stats is like i just want to show like you know how far i've shot like (laughs) lifelines little or not lifeline pathfinders little uh little zip line and just how long i've traveled on a zip line i don't want people to see i only got six kills yeah that's another interesting
1: question would they show you what uh the who the other crews are <laughs> you're about to fight, or oh, is it? yeah, yeah,
0: it's just I think they keep that stuff close to the chest. I don't think yeah. they want to show, like, you know, the notorious uh pirate killer, you know, <laughs> barn, Barnacle Bill has yeah. has entered the game, and then you're like, oh crap, awesome. What you well, do is you show great. that
1: stuff after the match is over, like, so oh, yeah,
0: so then uh, you're like, yay, I beat Summit, yeah,
1: yeah, you've defeated the kill leader, and you didn't even know it,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I could see that.
0: Uh-huh. Um. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to Arena. I think that's. I think it's going to be something that is uh, great for those, yeah. those short interactions to give you some some fun.
1: Yeah, and it'll be um, interesting, especially because Rare, when you think about uh, how multiplayer games are sort of their own genre, and there are so many teams that are experienced making them, and Rare really hasn't made a competitive uh, multiplayer game. Just to see what they do with it is going to be super interesting.
0: Yeah yeah it'll it's interesting because as a company i i look at them and i i just see like some of the coolest nicest kindest most enthused people about building this pirate game and having an experience and you know i i know like like uh um uh andy uh preston he's a pretty bloodthirsty dude and joe loves killing people with powder kegs but overall, like I don't know many of them that are like like the cutthroat crew. Uh, so I'm I'm kind of curious how they approach the the competitive aspect of a game when I see most of them as as the nice people that they are, <laughs> and not yeah. and not, and I never I never see the the yelling and and cursing and, and angry pirates that I know that that some of them probably have inside them.
1: Yeah, you hope that they approach it the same way that they approached the just the design of the main game where you know there isn't a tracker saying how many ships you sunk and it's it's very tools not rules so is that going to carry over into a mode where it specifically is about how many chests you turn in and how many ships you sink and how that works together
0: (laughs) yeah yeah definitely um so going into the rest of the video um the the tall tales part of it uh like to kind of preface this, you're you're not into story, right?
1: Like uh, you, yeah, you, you've told me. You know, I I love me. video games, and there are a lot of video games that I love that have very uh, complex stories. And uh, oftentimes, it's sort of a, a peripheral thing for me. I don't really follow. And Sea of Thieves is one of those where I know the story is there, and uh, mm-hmm. but I'm more interested in the story of the game that I'm the story of the session that I'm having right then instead of the overall. But you are super into the story of Sea of Thieves.
0: I love I love the story. Uh, as much as I love, like, digging up chests on X marks the spots, I, I absolutely adore it. So yeah. with this, like, I, I know I'm, I'm probably going to be talking a lot about this, so if I bore you, I apologize. Um, but with Tall Tales, uh, the, the Shores of Gold, we're getting closer and closer to, like, what i think is going to be our first boss raid in the game um like we've and and you and i have talked about this and you've mentioned a couple times that the the gold hoarder uh the kotaku figure or is it totaku the the, totaku that's who it was um did the gold hoarder figure we have artwork of the gold hoarder the trailers have had the gold hoarder we don't have the Gold Hoarder in the game. Wrathbone yeah. uh, is not in the game. And for the first time since the game came out, I feel like we're getting closer to that. I feel like with uh, the Morning Star showing up, with the Mag- Magpie's wing showing up, with this new quest-based system that they're talking about, and Shores of Gold, to me, sounds like, you know, we're, we're going for the, the gold hoarder. It sounds like we're getting Wrathbone because we found out with the Devil's Roar that Stitcher Jim uh, was one of the first gold hoarders. He has a master who, uh, because of his association with the gold hoarders, we would assume that him being one of the first ones and looking so much younger than he actually is would lead to me believing that he's the gold hoarder. And he disappeared off of Liar's Backbone. We haven't heard from him since, uh, but we know that the, the, the shroud breaker was a figurehead. And we know from the Athena's fortune book, if you haven't read this, I'm spoiling it. So just live with it. (laughs) I love you anyway, but in athena's fortune it talks about how they've had to go to this island where ramsay uh or excuse me where rathbone found this island and this island was so enthralling that he decided to make it like his place it's like his joint and he just had people sailing out and bringing him back gold and he just like had caverns upon caverns of gold in in these uh in in this, this island and I'm wondering if that's going to be a thing. Like, it, like if we could actually find his island. If we could, if if he well, because in that book, like he gets trapped in there um, by uh, Lorena, and she makes it out alive. Um, not all of her crew makes it out of there, but it's it's this huge. Oh god, it's such a great ending to the book too. Uh, how Ramsey had condemned Rathbone to the island and rathbone uh like he wouldn't give up his gold and it ended up killing him uh but not really because he turned into a a skeleton as a result just like flameheart just like wanda and he's supposedly been at this island for so long and then lorena and her crew come across it and find him and have this huge interaction and they're trapped down below in these in these like caverns with bridges and stuff and oh my god i just get so excited thinking like like this could be a thing that we actually get to go check out and the the trailer lends itself like with the with the trap doors that we saw like the door sliding down and trapping pirates inside an area those doors looked very reminiscent to a lot of the ancient aisles mm-hmm. uh in in hidden hidden kind of architecture down below the sea line and it's 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 so interesting like there's so much going on like there's booby traps involved that we're going to have to worry about that i think is amazing and the the uh the the website talks about new and terrifying foes arising uh from legend and in my mind i'm like well man like like a legend is is rathbone the original gold hoarder and a figure arising to me is undead so i'm just like cool let's get him let's go find him (laughs) So I'm I'm really looking forward to this. I mm. I I hope that the 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 okay so a good question for you is um in the trailer it showed uh uh Leonardo da Pinci, um the little crab guy with a little spyglass yep. and a pirate and they looked up into the sky and they saw these constellations forming like do you think that has to do with the lore driven stuff or do you think that's going to be something that's just going to be built into like the new quest system that they're doing or like i, I have no clue what these constellations are about but i'm really kind of wondering like if they're if there's something that we're going to be doing on a regular basis like the riddles like we yeah. have to go follow this constellation or if it's going to be something like uh that's just lore
1: well i mean i so in the game thus far, when they've done story-driven quests, it's been very simplistic. And as part of this update, they that was their whole thing, right? Tall Tales, they wanted to revise the, the story in the game and how it was delivered. And I'm yeah. you know, looking at the cinematics that are in the trailer. It certainly hints that it's going to be more involved than previous, where oftentimes it was just go to a place, read a book, Go to the next place, read another book, like, mm-hmm. and that to me that wasn't that wasn't really a compelling thing. If this is hinting at it's more than than an original sort of breadcrumb story thing, uh, then yeah. it's fantastic, because I think uh, you know I don't really like to read a whole lot in in video games that's just that's just me (laughs) and uh so and I think I was I was telling you before we started recording like uh with the Merrick stuff and um I would base and any mysterious journal that I find uh, on the shore. I just basically tap A until it gives me the map at the end. And <laughs> uh, you made fun of me for missing out on. There's so much story in this game, and you're right. The uh, I'm sure there is, but I want a delivery system that is more than just like three lines of text. Uh, press A to advance, kind of thing. And if this yeah. is hinting at that, which I, it seems to be then, uh, that's fantastic. And that's something that is just going to make, uh, playing with your friends and experiencing the story that much better. Um, yeah. And I'm going to enjoy it more.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that was, that was something that I really loved about the, the hungering deep was, uh, Mm. the, the, the small interactions that you'd have with other crews, trying to meet up with other crews and be like, Hey guys, you want to go do it? And then we'd have to work out like, okay, how do we get the song on the ship? so that we can sail out there and uh summon the beast with the song and it's like just the the little bit of like time that it took to have one person playing the song next to the ship and then have someone on the ship pick up the song Mm. and actually like transfer it over that little bit right there was the the kind of interactivity that i was looking for with uh quest systems yeah and and I, I think the the kind of detective stuff that you did with Wanda was cool up until the point where you had to go from Big Island to Big Island to Big Island to, Big Island to read one tiny journal at like uh, Crescent Isle or uh, Thieves Haven or Sunken Grove. Like those those parts were kind of dull, but finding out about like her footsteps and then leading her over to Wandering Refuge or Wanderer's Refuge and finding a workshop, like that was all really, really cool to me. So I, I don't know what the constellations are about, but I'm hoping that they're part of the story and that there's something that's just going to build this like great memory of, of what we're going to be doing. So that, that covers most of the, the actual like anniversary video uh, we're getting the update on April 30th. Do you think we're getting anything before then? Do you think we're going to get another
1: mercenary voyage with a uh, more, more uh, wandering Reaper stuff? I hope so. Cause I, yeah. I really like the Reaper run voyages, the mercenary run stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. If it has cosmetics tied to it, of course, love it. Um, yeah. And yeah, we certainly have enough time where they would normally do that, where I think they've been two weeks, right. For the mercenaries. Yeah. Thus far. Yeah. Last one
0: so and we had uh like with this last update on march 20th we just got the update we have the new one it's the reapers run shipwreck bay uh there are two regular ones it's the shores of plenty and the devil's roar i've done the shores of plenty one i haven't done the devil's roar one yet uh so i still need to unlock the blunderbuss for the mercenary set there but i do have the eye of reach one do you like the mercenary
1: set I Is that something do, that you... Yeah, I started buying yeah. pieces of it that I could buy already. I, I did the Devil's mm-hmm. Run, Merc Run, so I have the Blunderbuss. Um, I I don't know about you, but I play dress-up in the game mm-hmm. <laughs> where I change I, I I change it. my look like uh, once every two months or so and put things on. Yeah. And uh, I know people that we sail with will just uh, go to the... Go to the cosmetic box and hit on random and put on yeah. whatever <laughs> uh, yeah but, uh, yeah any anytime there's a quest-based cosmetic to get i'm right there like i want i want that even if i'm not going to wear the mercenary set i'll i'll get it <laughs> yeah
0: just to have it yeah. um and we got the uh what do you think of the captain bones cutlass like have have you you, you i know you love the uh the oh, what's it called the flaming sword yeah one.
1: the devil's roar fire well, yeah i don't know what that's yeah. called but uh yeah so i've switched over to the captain bones cutlass uh i think it looks cool for sure it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't have any glowy bits which is you know i I like a sword that glows or guns that glow is good <laughs> <laughs> what about you what do you think of the captain uh, bones the skull with the, the hilt
0: i i I think it looks amazing um but it's not a black sword and i have to stick with the obsidian uh i have to stick with that ferryman sword until they bring in another sword that has a black blade i i'm not interested in any of the other ones and i even I haven't sported a couple of the other ones for a while and it just didn't feel the same. So I went back to the ferryman one and, and have been living with that one forever, mm-hmm. but I'm glad that we got uh, a little tease about captain bones. Cause I went back and I dug in through the Twitter and started paying attention to like all the, the little things that he would steal and, and share with people as their kind of promotional campaign for, for giving the people, the insiders and the deckhands and boatswains and stuff, something to look at for CFV use. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the Pirate Legend cosmetics. Uh, yeah. uh, you've been Pirate Legend for a while. What did you think of these compared to the originals?
1: Uh, I think they're cool. They're glowing, mm-hmm. which, of course, I love. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they're gold, which is nice. Um, I don't know about you. Yeah. So I don't necessarily use the Pirate Legend liveries all that much because I find that it sort of makes you a target. And... <laughs> you you had a little bit of a problem with that last uh friday friday yeah. i was sailing uh with a friend who's also a pirate legend and then we had a friend who only plays occasionally who's not we were on a brig Mm -hmm. and we had put on the the pirate legend cosmetics and yeah it made us a target this other brigantine decided they wanted to sink us and uh they did <laughs> and there was one point where the player we were playing with who has barely played uh died and he spawned wherever the ship had spawned and we were the two of us mm-hmm. were still in the water doing doing our best to basically try to sink this other boat so they couldn't get the treasure that we uh we had and lost and he just started sailing away from the outpost not realizing that maybe want we want to change the liveries because now that we have the golden unicorn the gold hall the gold sails maybe we want to not be such a uh beacon of <laughs> PvP. <PB. Yeah. laughs> uh, <laughs> so I, I i i love the the liveries themselves, I think they look great. The gold unicorn, my, my daughter's going to be all about that. Uh, but I think it's in some ways does make you quite the target. So <laughs> you want mm-hmm. re- to be ready to fend off anyone who, uh, who comes out those. Yeah. I just don't use the Pirate Legend. I also don't really use the Pirate Legend cosmetics on my pirate himself because I find that sometimes people are uh, very – they, they gloat a whole lot into the microphone if they sink you or kill you if you're a pirate legend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. It's,
0: yeah. It's funny too because I haven't – I can't remember the last time – I can't remember the last time that I actually had someone like gloat over the fact that I was a, a pirate – that they killed a pirate legend because all I ever seem to run yeah. into are pirate legends. <laughs> and. Yeah. I'm just, every time I come up across a pirate legend I'm just like oh okay, whatever <laughs> it was never a it was never a thing where or it, for a long time it was like the the people that wanted to be pirate legend felt like they were they were taking down pirate legends and now it's been so long since the game has been out that uh even the most casual of people uh, have have a fair shot at hitting pirate legend eventually yeah. so it's it's not one of those like, they are they're the gods of the seas because they have hit pirate legend before i i must kill them and gloat over them now it's just like "Ah, that guy's got pirate okay do you do
1: you run with the pirate legend gear on like uh what's your what's your usual livery choice
0: usually i'll throw on something colorful because lately uh i've I've been overrun by just the amount of black liveries that we Uh, have yeah and as a result, uh, whatever goes on the ship, the first thing that goes onto the ship is the spinal figurehead because I just absolutely love that figurehead. And it's probably, it's probably still one of my, my top three that I'll put on. Um, but lately I've been going with a red theme. Uh, so I'll, I'll throw on like, uh, the, the Admiral one or, um, gosh, you know, sometimes I, I just like putting on the, uh, the cursed, uh, cruise ones, uh, the bone crusher yeah. stuff um i don't know i I, i've been wanting i've been wanting more like bright vibrant colored like uh ships you know the the last few that we've been getting have all been so dark and black and and that's great but every time you see a ship on the seas it's just like uh, oh great another black ship Mm -hmm. um i would love to see some bright blues i would love to see some bright greens i would love to see just a variance like like the purple is nice but it's not bright enough or or and i've been harping on the fact that the liveries that i've been seeing are all just straight color palettes on Mm -hmm. there i want to i want a ship that that is closer to a uh like the cursed cruise you know something that that looks dilapidated or something that just looks like over the top regal you know like i want to have like a dynamic change to the way a ship actually looks as opposed to just changing the colors tints of it um i feel like that's an area that rare is is ignoring Mm -hmm. on the livery side because they would have to build build the cosmetics to apply differently and then they would have to worry about like hit markers or you know all the stuff that gets involved with that but man the the wailing barnacle set has uh that that figurehead the the mermaid figurehead but it has like the boards that are uh, nailed up against the sides of it, and it has a whole bunch of uh, like um, um, kind of coral and reef and urchins like attached to to different areas of it, and it just looks like it just looks so different compared to the standard like wood burden bear statue or the the, the triton uh, or the anglerfish or the shark. You know, it looks like it's been living under the ocean for ages and I I want something more like that uh so I'm I'm kind of hoping that we get something along those lines so with the with the new like pirate legend cosmetics that we got in um we've got the new mercenary stuff we've got the gold sailor hat and the gold sailor cannon uh if you want those they're available through their merchants uh like the clothing merchant and the shipwright vendor Uh, for 320 gold because of course march 20th the anniversary 320. uh, it's interesting and they went ahead and started doing uh some of the stuff with like the actual support as far as like uh, adding chat pad support and mouse and keyboard support but the thing that i wanted to talk to you about um, is the the delay on the weapons after sprinting and i i didn't know this was a thing until i was sailing with some buddies last night and they brought it up because they were like, hey, what do you think about this? And I'm like, that's not a thing. And they're like, it's totally a thing. And I'm like, it's not a thing. And I tested it today and it's totally a thing. So so they switched
1: I, it. So they, is it a delay or not a delay?
0: So the what they did is they removed the delay on using a weapon after uh. sprinting. Right, which right, is okay. which is great if you're chasing after a powder keg, uh, or if yes. you're chasing or you're running from a powder keg, you want to spin around and shoot it. Uh, you don't have that delay to have to take into mentally account for. The problem is, is I was testing this out yesterday, and I I had an eye of reach in my secondary weapon and a flintlock pistol in my first weapon. I ads down the scope of my eye of reach and I shot. I pushed forward, tapped the sprint button once, mouse wheeled up to grab my flintlock, and fired instantly afterwards.
1: Huh.
0: It's a workaround, but it effectively brings the double gun back. Oh, don't
1: say the double gun. Don't. <laughs>
0: and I, it, I hate oh. it because, and and this is why I was so frustrated when they were like, "It's back," and I'm like, "It's not back." don't you say that (laughs) but yeah it's um it's something that i think they need to be aware of because it's something that i think people are going to find out and abuse but yeah it's uh it's not easy it it took it took me a while to kind of uh kind of finesse it Mm -hmm. but it's it's definitely something like if you if you work it out and you spend some time you could probably get it down to where it's pretty easy for pc players to uh to be able to do this. Um, It feels like it's a lot harder to try and accomplish on a controller.
1: Yeah, obviously I don't like the double gun to to be back, but being able to fire after running, after sprinting is good. (laughs) Yeah. So if they can, you know, fix it some way. uh, Yeah. Tuning combat in this game has to be really hard. And I, (laughs) you know, I respect anyone at Rare who has to, deal with Mm -hmm. (laughs) deal with this stuff uh including wasn't there a workaround after they did the fix for the double gun there was still a workaround and now this uh (laughs) there's still a workaround yeah yeah
0: yeah Mm -hmm. i think i think the workaround before was a lot harder to accomplish um i mean obviously like the the thing with um the thing with, with the way you have to do it now is it, it, even the thing that helps it is the fact that the hit fire accuracy for the eye of reach is so low that you almost have to ADS down the scope to be able to f- be effective with the eye of reach. So that right. helps it out loads. Yeah. But if you start off sniping someone and you're able to do this, um, if you have any room to run. You're, you can basically do it uh, if you're on top of a ship or something like that, if you're mm. chasing after someone. But it's going to be one of those things where people are going to try and work around it always. And the fact that someone brought it to my attention and I didn't even think about it, I was just happy that I could shoot powder kegs again. Uh, is, is just I, I don't know what Rare has to do to fix this. Um, mm. I don't know if this is something that is even fixable uh but it's it it's a real bummer um that it's just something like they're trying to improve the combat for people that are PvEing so they don't get blown up by a powder keg but if this affected if this brings back double gun i'm just go back to bringing the delay after after you sprint i'm i'm okay yeah. with that i'll i'll suck it up
1: yeah and so, now you're gonna have to worry about combat changes affecting arena as well
0: yeah and they're going to have to tune they're going to have to tune uh, combat around arena, yes. Uh, which that's I mean, that's something that I've been bummed out about with other games for a long time, just having to deal with the fact that like the high end competitive people are the dictators for how game is balanced at the low end. Yeah, frustrates me so much because, you know, a large portion of the the game, uh, the player base aren't going to be these top tier people who are who are crying about, you know, balance tweaks to their favorite character or their favorite weapon ruining the game for them. It's like, well, mm. that's great for you, but that's not going to affect the the major the masses. And go with the masses because they're the ones that are actually going to be playing it once you've picked up the next whatever. So Agreed. Have you have you tried out the new fortress yet? Have you gone out to fortress? So yeah. the
1: only time I've been out there was in a previous update where it was uh inactive so yeah. i haven't uh I haven't been out there once it's i I have seen the cloud over there yeah but haven't ventured over there it's been too kind of too far away <laughs> for uh for me when it, I've
0: seen it. yeah it is a bit of a, a bit of a sale i I'm hoping to get out there at some point i I have yet to actually get a chance to go out there and, and check it out. I saw uh, Jorvik actually took down that fort oh and, yeah uh, oh. He, he posted a picture on Twitter. It was uh, rather impressive. There was a lot of ashen loot in there. And I, uh, if, if Jorvik can do it, then uh, then I feel like I have a chance. So I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll be going out there as soon as I can to get a crew to uh, see if we can take down that fort during a, a volcano and uh, actually survive.
1: Uh, <laughs> That's going to be the hard part. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it though. Um I'm glad that they decided to do that. That was something they mentioned a long time ago. So that's active. Yeah. It's it's going to be next to an active volcano. There's going to be geysers or geezers however you want to say it, helping to take out the skeletons and uh it should be far enough away from everything else that's going on right now that now is probably going to be the best time uh compared to any other time that you're going to have a chance to actually get it done mm-hmm. uncontested. Um, which sure. I can't even imagine trying to like, can you imagine trying to contest that fort or, oh or deal with any, anyone sailing up? <laughs> like it's at already bad enough. <laughs> yeah. It's just like at that point you're just like, it's, it's no, it's not worth it. You know, no. like, it, maybe, maybe go resupply and there's no supplies in, in the devil's roar. They just don't exist. Barrels yeah. are your best shot. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I wanted to kind of tie in the captain's log and the first mate's log and kind of have you kind of tell the tale of our five Reaper runs that we did. Five yesterday.
1: Reaper runs. Yeah. We did five we, Reaper runs. Which was
0: insane because I was happy with three. And I was like, I'll just get the other two later on. And then we just kept going and going and going but um yeah so we we started this off and uh, uh we, we started up a galleon and got four people together and kind of did this in a weird way didn't we
1: we did although we didn't really start uh with a system in place we did two mm-hmm. if i remember correctly where it was sailing to each island yeah and, so
0: yeah it, it starts off in uh, Shipwreck uh, Bay, which is one of my favorite islands, honestly. I, I think it's just really cool with all the jagged rocks and then the, the wrecked ship and the dangers in the bay and the high points and stuff. I, I think it's one of the coolest islands. Um, but it starts off there with the normal kind of four chests, and then it sends you down to Crook's Hollow, and then it sends you back up to Shipwreck Bay, and then it sends you down to Snake Island, and then it sends you back up to Shipwreck Bay um we had a bit of fun uh kind of doing this towards the end of the second run where we uh we had a lot we had a lot of treasure on our ship and uh we were trying to turn it in at one point and it was you me uh magilla and what was was the other guy's name oh yeah that's right (laughs) evil evil monkey i yeah couldn't couldn't forget his name uh, he, he was actually with us and we were sailing around. We did, we did, um, two at the start. And then by the, the end of the second one, we decided we were going to try and turn in a, a majority of our loot, right? Yeah. All of our loot. loot out. Yeah. I think a uh,
1: monkey was going to drop off and then we were going to have another player jump in. Yep. Yeah.
0: So we sailed, uh, that was when we sailed up to Galleon's grave, right?
1: Yep. Galleon's grave. And on the approach there, Another ship started following us, <laughs> which is, of course, what you want to see when you have a lot of treasure on your boat.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Running, running the reapers and having, having like two, two voyages uh, worth of treasure on one ship—the best thing in the world is always just make sure you have company. You know, you want of to have course. someone to drink with afterwards. <laughs> so we were, you guys were sailing up to—I can't even remember what I was doing at this point. I think I was down at like Snake Island or something, uh, rowing a boat from island to island to actually turn stuff in or was that yes. later on
1: uh, uh i think you were yeah you were rowing from snake to plunder yeah
0: so i was i was taking care of the little bit of treasure that we had down there and you guys were sailing up north trying to to out this galleon that had started to follow you guys and but they weren't the, like that was the funny thing to me is is you guys are like there's a galleon coming I'm like okay i'll be there and they're like there's also a sloop
1: there's like, also wait, what, a what, sloop yeah what do you mean
0: there's also a sloop yeah so I, I remember coming back and you guys had managed to make it to galleon's grave before they did and they were just sailing like just sailing straight towards us they were... and it, it was kind of beautiful because when i came back i noticed you guys had pretty much uh laid a trap Like They they only had one way they could go. They could either ram the ship or sail between you and the dock at Galleon's grave. And that effectively gave you them either two options. One, they could either drop anchor and just start unloading on the ship right there, or they had to sail through. Mm -hmm. And you guys had managed to get them baited enough to where they, they sailed on by and they realized that they were losing they were gonna lose their opportunity to to, to get us before we turned in, and they dropped anchor. And <laughs> I to this day, still, why are people dropping anchors? I don't understand it. I don't know. um so but they did they, and
1: you're right. The the pocket that we where we parked, we parked far away enough from the dock where they weren't they probably weren't gonna go between us and the dock. But also there was a close space where they would have to like avoid some rocks if they wanted to mm-hmm. try to get shots on us. Otherwise, they'd almost be too far away. It wouldn't be worth it for them. So they had to sail close to us. And yeah. then they anchored, uh, which was a mistake for them, but good for us. Because our sails were up enough where we could maneuver around and get a good shot on them.
0: Yeah. Where they could was...
1: retaliate.
0: And that worked out like McGilla and I shot over. And uh, I remember as, as, as I was climbing the ladder to their ship, I heard them like lifting the anchor. And just as they got it up, I sword slashed a couple of them, snickered in my head, and then dropped their anchor right back down. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so glad you dudes just got that up for me. Thanks. Here. And then <laughs> I, I remember I killed uh, one or two. And then, um, was it, were you the one that was bringing the keg over?
1: Yeah, I had the barrel. I went up and said, you know, do we have time to barrel them? You said, yes, you thought so. So I went up, grabbed a barrel and started swimming across and they were actually a fair distance away from our boat. So when I jumped off, it was a bit of a swim. Yeah. Um, and by the time I got over there, I think you were still on their boat
0: i think i just died by the time i was wondering if you'd gotten to uh to their ship with the keg because i was okay. worried that enough time had, had passed for them to get below deck to start finishing repairing uh, yeah because mean, meanwhile like oars in them are, are actually just pummeling them with cannonballs which is amazing
1: oh still evil uh, monkey not oars oh yeah <laughs> or that's it not right joined us yet at this point oh man yeah
0: <laughs> yeah so evil monkey uh was was um was firing on them and god man yeah it, it took a little bit of work and that crew almost survived but they did we, we they had a uh, they had
1: their so i kegged them mm-hmm. then they had another guy who had a keg in the water by their boat oh and, yeah that's right. Uh, i think you shot over shot after you came barrel. back and yeah i got that barrel <laughs> yeah <laughs> they finally yeah. sank and then right after that on the other side of the ship so we were facing... Yeah, our port side was facing the Galleon who had just yeah. sunk. And then on our starboard side was a sloop coming right in.
0: <laughs> Which was insane. Like like two ships out of nowhere were at Galleon's... We probably had at least like what? 30,000, 40,000 worth in gold on the ship. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, like just as the Galleon cruised down, we finished killing off those guys. And by the time we make it back to the ship, the sloop is just like... it's just coming right at us no plan no nothing just ram and i don't even understand like all what happened during that that short engagement because at one point they rammed us we i saw two people one of them was off in the water one of them was gone and then we had a keg on our ship uh on the deck deck. (laughs) explode and then no it
1: didn't explode uh, oh it didn't it lit and then somebody diffused it. I thought you diffused it.
0: No, I was in the water. I was chasing after the guy that was on the sloop oh. trying to kill him.
1: It didn't blow up, though. Oh, it didn't man. blow up. Okay. okay. I have no idea so, how it got there, but it didn't blow up.
0: So, And then uh, after that, I uh, McGill Mag- and I killed the guy that was in the water. The sloop disappeared. I'm assuming it had sank. And uh, one of the guys... Like I remember going out to the bowsprit, looking back towards the captain's cabin and just seeing a person jump off into the water. So then I went and I chased after that person. And once I'd killed them, it was, it was at that point, it was kind of like, okay, we can kind of get things situated, get, you know, check everything, pull into the harbor. And I don't remember, I don't remember why I felt like something was not right, but i remember i went to the other side of the island and McGilla was with me and we found the sloop part yeah on the on the other side of the island and it was like at that point i'm like well crap they're gonna they're still alive so Megillah and i board that ship uh as they were like sailing in um they dropped anchor and one of them jumped off the ship and started swimming around and then uh, uh evil monkey and magilla were killing those guys i raised the anchor with magilla and we rammed the ship into the island and started trying to punch as many holes into the hull as possible because we had to get rid of that ship yep uh (laughs) before we could start turning in and eventually the ship sank we we killed off the two pirates and that was at that point we were like all right let's get everything off this ship now and turn it all in um but yeah man god that was that was a great that was a great, great Reaper two Reapers runs that we did
1: there. Yeah, that and was then, great. <laughs> and then we switched servers. Yeah, we hop servers. There'd be two crews now that would probably come back around. So oh yeah, which
0: makes sense. Like why why you know you stirred the hornet's nest? Why why are you going to stick around? Yeah. So we hop servers. Uh, Evil Monkey took off, and we brought on brought on uh, Space Admiral Oars. And that was when we actually got a bit of a groove going. Like we, we did two pretty quickly and we started to actually like think about, you know, let's, let's get someone in a rowboat over at Crooks. Let's get someone, uh, everyone else back over to shipwreck. And then we'll do the whole thing where, you know, everyone works on chapter one on the, on the, the, the shipwreck bay. One person does the riddle at Crooks, uh, hollow, and then they rowboat over towards snake. And then the other people work on chapter three, and then hopefully by the time chapter three is done, the person's already on Snake Island to do chapter four. And then once they kick it back out to chapter five, you guys get to finish up. And we did a few, yeah. or we did two of those in quick succession. And then we we, we did the third, but the third, we, I guess, I would say third I got took spooked. took longer. <laughs> yeah, I would say I got spooked because I'm like, I, I think we should turn in. <laughs> I think we need to get some of this gold out of here. And yeah. uh, you guys ended up taking the ship, north because at that point we had we had two brigs in the area that were fighting each other plus a galleon nearby and a skeleton crew if i remember
1: yeah that's right and one of the brigs also had pink lights so you knew that they were yeah had previously engaged in pvp (laughs) and would do it again yeah
0: (laughs) we we already kind of knew going into it like we're like okay this could this could turn bad and with Mm. with there only being three people on the galleon it's it's harder to to kind of tackle a brig. When you have four people at yeah. least it's not too bad, but um the the three-person galleon's tough to to manage compared to a three-person brig. So I think you guys took up n- took off north and yep. left Magilla on shipwreck to ping a couple of the the remaining quests on chapter 3 and I was over at Snake Island doing the riddle for four And then you guys were, you guys were sailing around trying to get to Cannon or Galleon's Grave. And then I don't even remember what happened, but I think, I think the brigs were up there and they were fighting and you, you guys thought they were coming.
1: Yeah. So we started sailing from Shipwreck Bay to Galleon's Grave. And on our way, we saw two Brigantines basically sailing north towards Galleon's Grave. And at a certain point we were like, well, we should turn around. <laughs> yeah. At this point we have almost three uh Reaper runs. It was like two and of, a half, yeah. Two and a half worth of captain's chests on our boat. And that's a lot of a lot of gold. Yeah. So a lot we, turned, ar- we turned around basically and went to plunder outpost instead. And on the way, uh we had a skeleton ship sp- I think oh, we had yeah. maybe two skeletons spawn on us. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly and uh so that was a bit of a thing and so it took us way longer to sail from galleon's grave to plunder outpost and and turn in yeah yeah it's and just, we had a ton it's of just chess.
0: insane absolutely insane all the stuff and in, in in retrospect the more i thought about it the more i'm like i i should have just kept my big mouth shut because we were just fine at shipwreck yeah and uh so but yeah i rode up to Shipwreck Bay and uh dug up the the few remainers that were from chapter three plus the stuff that i had from chapter two and chapter four and then the stuff that was left over for chapter five and then row boated (laughs) down to uh all the way down to um oh castaway isle just north of snake and then we we pulled off this uh, this beautiful maneuver where you guys sailed through the archway pulled up sails i docked and then we dropped sails and flipped right back around and went back down to the plunder outpost yeah and turned everything in right as we finished i remember just being amazed this this one brig this this whatever i don't know what was with this brig they must have had a rough day because they were fighting other brigs they were fighting skeleton ships but as we finished turning in i'm sitting here trying to count the trests and make this cute little like gold snake chest trail to the to the to the uh, gold hoarder and you guys are like nah, nah, nah there's a ship right there let's get this stuff in there i'm like
1: yo yeah. how many they were, chests uh, yeah we unload you had everything on a rowboat and yeah. we unhook the rowboat and sail it over and then all of a sudden we start hearing cannon fire and it was close it's <laughs> like <laughs> there's cannon fire really close and then we looked over and it's like yeah a hundred feet away or it was very close, was another brigantine fighting a skeleton yeah. ship. And we were like, oh, all right, we're done counting and trying to make a cute <laughs> picture. We're turning this in. <laughs> and instantly yeah. started turning everything in. Yeah. yeah but we did so... sink that. We sank the skeleton ship, too.
0: Yeah, there was a, <laughs> a like, the, the, brig, the brig goes sailing by. And we think that the brig is actually going to, like, come in and start attacking us or at least drag the skeleton ship in, in with it and out of nowhere there's another skeleton ship that was further south towards uh booty isle and Sharkbait cove that just started coming straight at us and Megillah is just like is that thing coming right at us and i'm like no it'll be fine it's it's no problem we're good we're good and we ended up actually killing that one without having to move the ship at all like we just we dropped a bunch of of uh, resource balls and uh ballast balls and a bunch of cannonballs into it and oars for some reason he like he, he swam shot over swam up grabbed the grabbed a piece of loot from the ship and just swam back
1: <laughs> yeah i think it was a crate of rare tea too <laughs> yeah it was, <laughs> wasn't anything big
0: he yeah. just grabbed something and brought that back and then the ship circled around uh plunder outpost and we just ended up finishing it off and mm-hmm. you got some great shots of of uh the the cannon fire on the actual ship uh, as it yeah. was sailing sank we grabbed the treasure and then turned that in and then we were like all right finally we're we're, we're good didn't. we're good we don't that have to do any more sailing a night <laughs> of five
1: reaper runs multiple yeah. skeleton ships and yeah plenty of uh plenty of fun yeah
0: yeah we had a <laughs> had a good amount of challenge on that one but uh it can be done fairly quickly i think our i think our shortest one was like 45 minutes and our longest one was like two hours yeah um but it was well i guess maybe not two hours because we did a couple at the at that time but man it's uh it's it's interesting how how you have to try and gauge servers because uh the the second server that we were on had a lot of action but nothing that actually threatened us outside of the skeleton ships
1: right yeah Nothing. In the first... I thought for sure those brigs were gonna stop what they were doing and come to us, but nope.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meanwhile, the the ships that came out of nowhere wanted everything to do with us and wouldn't yeah. leave us alone. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird how that works out. Mm. Um so but yeah, uh that's uh, I think that's about it. Was there anything that you wanted to to add? Anything uh that you're not... looking uh, well, I,
1: I think I think the Reaper runs are a fantastic addition to the game. Uh, you know, it, they can take a long time. Like you just said, like our longest was a two-hour uh, voyage. Yeah. And, uh, but they are a lot of fun, uh, and they mix up the gameplay just enough in places you've already been to that uh, I think it's a great addition to the game. For yeah. sure. Awesome.
0: Well... I think that's going to do it as far as uh, as far as the guest stuff. I got some other stuff that I'm going to be doing after the show that's just kind of uh, housekeeping and a, a story I wanted to share. But uh, CJ, thank you so much for being the first guest on the Kielhawd podcast. Uh, where can people find you?
1: Uh, I am Superpac on Twitter. That's S-U-P-E-R-P-A-C. Or if you want to just read Sea of Thieves stuff from me, that's uh, hashtag or hashtag... At Siege of Thieves on Twitter. That's C E E J O F T H I E V E S. That's how I spell that, right? Uh, and uh, I post a lot of stuff on there. Or I'm also on uh, the Keel Hall Discord with you, chatting about uh, Sea of Thieves stuff. Or you can find me at the Player One Podcast. We do a podcast each week about video games, not not just Sea of Thieves. Uh, although I talk about that a lot sometimes too. That's at playeronepodcast.com. Awesome.
0: And I'm going to have all the links to his contact information as well as his podcast in the show notes, as well as the Discord if you want to join us. CJ, thank you. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you very much, Captain Logan. This has been fantastic, and thank you for all that you do. You've done a year plus of podcasts, and it's been amazing. Oh, Thank you very much.
0: Awesome. Well, that's going to do it for uh, for that. I will see you guys in a second with the rest of the show. All right. Next up on today's docket, I've got one email before I send you all off. I know this has been a long, long uh, podcast, but it's the anniversary. We had to go out with a big bang. So I got this email from a Mr. Rathbone, Sergeant Bone in the Discord channel. He wrote out to me, and it was such a touching story that not only did I I really enjoy it, but I also passed it along to the the Rare dev team because it just meant so much to me when I read it. So I'm going to read it for you. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Uh, Sergeant Bone reaches out to me. He says, Ahoy, Captain. I almost never contact someone in this kind of realm, but I just felt compelled to do so with you. Please forgive me in advance if I ramble on too long as I have a penchant for doing so at times. So, a brief history of myself, to give you some perspective. First off, I'm an old gamer, from years ago, starting with the first Pong games and VIC-20 slash Commodore 64 consoles, moving to Atari, Genesis, and other short-lived systems until eventually gaming on the PCs. I still remember being blown away when I found my first live multiplayer FPS, Counter-Strike. To say it was a life changer for my gaming is an understatement, and after years of Call of Duty, Medal of Honor, and a few others, I eventually grew bored of them and all but completely stopped playing for some years. A short but enjoyable affair with the Nintendo Wii re-sparked my gaming for a bit, but that too fell away. Then, about a year and a half ago, my wife, and also a huge gaming geek, suffered a stroke and has been confined to a wheelchair since. Being her full-time caretaker has motivated me to look for entertainment that we can share together at home, especially during the winter months when anything outdoors is no longer an option. So this Christmas, I decided to purchase an Xbox and found a nice deal for Black Friday. Having been out of the gaming scene for a few years, I picked up a few FPSs, Battlefield 5, Call of Duty, and Ghost Recon, I have to admit, the quality of graphics has made a dramatic improvement since my days of PC gaming. But my learning curve with the Xbox controller is rather steep. How I miss my trackball! Anyway, we had a few. Uh, we had a, a new store open nearby, GameStop, and I dropped in to browse the new the titles and see if anything caught my eye. What's this? Sea of Thieves, a pirate game. Yes, please. Uh, Yes, I also played Monkey Island back in the day. After reading a bit about it, I thought it sounded like fun, especially with the open world player versus player aspect of it. Still trying to learn the basics of the Xbox console and all things Xbox, really, it was a couple weeks before I got around to loading uh, Sea of Thieves. To say I was disappointed is a bit misleading, but my first impression was not very favorable understand I knew absolutely nothing of the game and the game itself doesn't exactly explain much I spent maybe half an hour wandering around an outpost trying to find out what it was I was supposed to be doing never ever even seeing my ship much less getting out sailing I shut it down and was about to chalk it up to a trial and error shopping then my wife suggested I look up some game info on YouTube a couple how to's later and I was hooked seriously hooked there are so many things about this game I absolutely love but I know I'm probably preaching to the choir telling you this the next day as I'm at work ready to listen to one of my podcasts I wondered if there is anything Sea of Thieves related that I could listen to enter Keelhauled and Captain Logan I was overwhelmed with so much content but I couldn't get enough of it either being somewhat OCD I had to start with episode one and go from there it took maybe two weeks of binge listening while at work before I finally got caught up. I've wanted to drop you a line and say hello from probably the first or second episode, but decided to wait until I caught up in case anything had changed since then. Let me finally give you the proper thanks for all your hard work and dedication you have obviously poured into not just the podcast, but your entire Sea of Thieves community. Uh... Sorry, I just lost my place. But your entire CATHE's community work. I am so impressed with the Discord channel and the amazing community members that make what it make it what it is. Kudos to your vision of what community really means and the importance of it in a game like no other. Having only been a member a few days, I can't tell you how welcome I felt from day one. Until the first request to join a crew, I had only been solo slooping around the seas. So many of my experiences have not ended well or very profitable. I seriously think I've lost treasure in almost every way possible, including numerous numerous self-inflicted sinkings, megs, krakens, skeleton ships, and of course any scallywag who happened upon this inexperienced greenhorn sailor. My first crew consisted of a couple veteran players, some of whom are Pirate Legend, Schlugenda, and Trickster13. They not only had no concern about my inexperience but were genuinely happy to take the time to teach me many, many things about the game. I learned more in that first voyage together than all my time spent so far. We played four or five hours, maybe more. I'm I'm unsure as I, I was having so much fun. Two skeleton forts, two skeleton ships, a few megs, and a kraken all fell to our pirating thirst for that night none of which I had ever accomplished prior. By the time our treasure was turned in, friendships were made and the night came to a close. I had some tens of thousands of gold in my account, which still feels somewhat unearned due to my limited experience and clumsy cutlass, flintlock, and ladder-grasping skills. The next evening, I had the pleasure of sailing with Chief 4150 Kailia, who had just achieved pirate legend a few days earlier. Again, I was welcome in and had yet another awesome adventure with two more newfound friends. My wife enjoys watching all the spect- spectacular graphics the game offers and loves to offer her backseat driving advice whenever I have, I'm having a particularly difficult time with things. She's already talking about her plans to steal my plunder whenever she recovers and can play video games again. I enjoy the game like none I have ever played before But seeing the true happiness my wife has for it is priceless. It truly has brought a bright light in an otherwise dark period of our lives. And I have you to thank for that. Having listened to every Kielholt episode, I was especially touched by your Missing Episode podcast. I have lost some of my furry children over the years, and I know the pain you're feeling uh, very well. I offer you my deepest sympathy but also my sincere respect for your courage and honesty in opening up in your worst of times. It speaks volumes as to what kind of person you are, and I'm sure you don't get the thanks you truly deserve. Sorry, I've babbled on and on and hopefully haven't bored you too much. Thank you for taking the time to read this. I had wanted to ask if you would, if we could ever play together, but I know you're limited with your time and have your own crew of friends. So instead, here's to someday... Hoping we find our sails, our sails filled with the same winds, our keels breaking the waves, and you don't blunderbuss me in the eye patch. Arr! Sincerely, Sergeant Bone. And P.S., yes, my name is Rathbone. How fitting. Sergeant Rathbone, Mr. Bone, I can't thank you enough for this. Uh, like I, I mentioned before, I sent this to Rare uh, with kudos because it's, it's such an amazing tale and it's such an amazing story. And It's exactly what I hoped for with the podcast. Uh, I wanted it to be something that I felt passionate about and the community that has come up around it has been better than I could have ever imagined and I hope that it stays that way for years to come. You're a welcome addition, and if there's ever anything we can do to help out, don't hesitate to ask. I love sailing with the Discord members uh, when I do get a chance to get on and try to touch base with all, all the friends that I've made over the last year to make sure that I get to still give them some time to, to hang out and chat and keep up with their lives as well. I, I don't know any other way to end this other than letting you guys know if you want to write in I always love reading the emails and I love sharing them on the podcasts you guys have done a great job with the reviews on, on Apple Podcasts it's been great to see uh, more people taking time to support the, the, the podcast in that way it's a free way to support it it's a great way to help other people find it and if you want to write to me, feel free to do so. You can always do it at C-A-P-T-L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. That's cappedlogan at gmail.com. You can always reach me on Twitter if you're on Twitter at C-A-P-T L-O-G-U-N. If you want to get in touch with me through the Xbox app, you can always uh, message me on there at C-A-P-T-A-I-N-L-O-G-U-N. Just Captain Logan there. Uh, and I think that's going to do it. Pirates, thank you so much. I love you and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves.